The arachidonic acid pathway is an important pathway that many of you guys have heard of in your medical field. Let's walk down the whole pathway and then name some medications that are associated with each specific part of that pathway. So first, we start off with phospholipids getting converted to arachidonic acid through the use of an enzyme called phospholipase A2. So remember, this is an important enzyme. Phospholipase A2 converts phospholipids to arachidonic acid. And then at the arachidonic acid, we are, we are branching out to different pathways, such as lipoxygenase pathway, cyclooxygenase pathway, even the cytochrome P450 epoxygenases. So let's talk about the lipooxygenase pathway. So remember, phospholipids get converted to arachidonic acid using phospholipase A2. And then at the arachidonic acid, we are converting through the lipooxygenase pathway to make hydroperoxides, okay? And then the hydroperoxides makes leukotrienes and lipoxins, okay? And this is involved with bronchoconstriction, neutrophil chemotaxis, etc. Now, let's go back to arachidonic acid again, all right? So we know that it can already go into the lipooxygenase pathway. Let's move on to arachidonic acid going through the cyclooxygenase pathway, where arachidonic acid gets converted to endoperoxides, such as prostacyclins, prostaglandins, and thromboxane A2. Arachidonic acid gets converted to endoperoxides, such as those three um, components, so prostacyclin, prostaglandins, and thromboxanes, through the use of an enzyme called COX-1. There's also COX-2, so COX-1 and COX-2 allows further conversion of arachidonic acid to these endoperoxides. All right. And so there are inhibitors for these enzymes. Let's talk about them. So let's go back to the beginning where we have phospholipids getting converted to arachidonic acid. We have that specific enzyme, remember? Phospholipase A2. Well, that enzyme can be inhibited through the use of glucocorticoids such as prednisone, prednisolone, dexamethasone. It's going to allow for the inhibition for of, of the phospholipase A2 so preventing the cyclooxygenase pathway and the lipoxygenase pathway from occurring. So these glucocorticoids, right, they upregulate lipocortins, but at the same time, they are interfering with the phospholipase A2 activity. Okay, so annexins, or also known as lipocortins, are upregulated, and what it does is induce the anti-inflammatory mechanism. We're activating the lipoxin A4 receptor as a result of glucocorticoids use. More importantly, we have the glucocorticoid just inhibiting that phospholipase A2 to, remember, to inhibit the COX-2, to inhibit that prostaglandin formation. So glucocorticoids are used to treat a number of autoimmune conditions. NSAIDs. Okay, so let's talk about NSAIDs and aspirin. So NSAIDs, they typically inhibit both COX-1 and COX-2, all right? And some of these examples are going to be diclofenac, ibuprofen, ketorolac, naproxen, indomethacin. But there are selective COX-2 inhibitors because remember, um, COX-1, it has protective effects to prevent mucosal ulceration, so the gastric ulceration. And so if we don't inhibit COX-1 and we just inhibit COX-2, 
then we can have those protective effects still. So celecoxib and meloxicam are selective COX-2 inhibitors. But most NSAIDs like these ibuprofen, ketorolec, naproxen, they inhibit both COX-1 and COX-2, which provides anti-inflammatory effects used in the treatment of, for example, osteoarthritis, gout, rheumatoid arthritis. They decrease the prostaglandin E2 in brain. Uh, they, they are helpful in antipyretic and analgesic properties. Okay, so they are used for the management of moderate pain, mild pain from musculoskeletal disorders. Now, if we look into aspirin, aspirin is an irreversible inhibitor of COX-1 and COX-2, all right? And so the acetylation that aspirin goes through destroys the cyclooxygenase activity. So it would, as you can imagine, um, inhibit the platelet aggregation, which may uh, cause more, you know, more bleeding to occur. So at low dose of aspirin, it's an anti-thrombotic anti agent for the management of acute coronary syndromes, chronic atherosclerotic disease, and ischemic stroke. Now, if we look at the, the effects of, let's see, we talked about celecoxib and meloxicam being selective COX-2 inhibitors. We actually, acetaminophen also has COX-1 and COX-2 inhibiting activities, but acetaminophen are mainly known to have antipyretic and analgesic properties. I, I don't think, I, I don't believe that acetaminophen has any anti-inflammatory uh, activities. And naproxen in particular, it's an enzyme that inhibits both COX-1 and COX-2, but it is 20 times more potent than aspirin. Ketorolac is a strong analgesic. And if we look at, let's see, phenamate derivatives, such as mephenamate and meclofenamate, these are also COX inhibitors, um, but are a bit more toxic than aspirin and has less inflammatory activity. Mephenamate is indicated for primary dysmenorrhea, while meclofenamate is used for rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. So let's go back to arachidonic acid. It can be converted to endoperoxides using COX-1 and COX-2 to make prostacyclins, prostaglandins, and thromboxane. So let's Think about arachidonic acid going through the lipooxygenase pathway. So arachidonic acids can be converted to leukotrienes using an enzyme called 5-lipooxygenase. So that's an enzyme that can be inhibited by a medication called Zylutin. So Zylutin inhibits the enzyme called 5-lipooxygenase to inhibit the conversion from arachidonic acid to leukotrienes. And leukotrienes, when activated, it can allow for neutrophil chemotaxis, as well as bronchoconstriction using leukotriene D4 for neutrophil chemotaxis, and then the leukotriene C4, D4, and E4 are for bronchoconstriction. Now, leukotrienes can be inhibited using montelicast and zafrilicast. So by using these medications like montelicast, it can prevent bronchoconstriction, specifically prevention of exercise-induced bronchoconstriction. 
can also be used as a prophylaxis in chronic treatment of asthma and for allergic rhinitis as well. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. So phospholipids get converted to arachidonic acid using phospholipase A2. Arachidonic acid can be converted to the leukotrains using 5-lipooxygenase. Arachidonic acid can be converted to endoperoxides such as prostacyclins, prostaglandins, and thromboxane A2 using enzymes such as COX-1 and COX-2 that are both inhibited by aspirin, NSAIDs such as ibuprofen, ketorolac, naproxen, indomethacin, uh, and then there's selective COX-2 inhibitors such as celecoxib and meloxicam. Now, something I didn't mention before was that indomethacin can inhibit COX-1 and COX-2, but it also has an indication to to uh, to close the ductus arteriosus. All right, so that's kind of one of its main indication uh, when you see it being used. So that's the arachidonic acid pathway. I'm sure there's more information. Let me know if you want me to talk more about other medications or part of the pathway. Have a nice one.